answered prayers can come from anywhere in any form in any shape at any time. And sometimes I believe it's the universe's way or God's way of saying, here's the answer to your prayer. You're going to, you're going to have to hit rock bottom. And the good news is that you can't go any further. What are we going to do now, Yogi? Hey, boo-boo. First, we're going to get ourselves a picnic basket full of goodies. Then we're going to watch our favorite show. Hey, I'm talking here with Steve Rizzo. That sounds like a wonderful idea, Yogi. That's because I'm smarter than the average bear. <laughs> Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> Yogi, we're on the air now. Hello, everyone. Steve Rizzo here, and welcome to Hey, I Am Talking Here. We've been doing this for quite some time now, and I love the feedback, and I want to ask everyone right now to please share this with your friends, family, and people that you hate. Uh, share it with anyone. We need the recognition. This is absolutely a show about empowerment, about taking you to a better place personally and professionally, brought to you by Conversations with Bob. Please do. Please share this with your friends. And I love today's topic because today's topic is called hitting rock bottom. What do you do when you hit rock bottom? What's your attitude like? Whether it's financial ruin, maybe you're going through a divorce, or maybe your life just isn't working on all levels. Uh, I happen to think that um, if you are hitting rock bottom, uh, congratulations, because now you have two choices. You can't go any lower. You can either lay down and die or you can start taking steps forward. And uh, that's always a matter of choices. And we're going to be talking about that on how to turn that around and how rock bottom can actually be um, uh, the same possibility to a prayer that's being answered. You know, sometimes we go through the course of our lives and we're saying, uh, I, I feel like my life has run out of saviors and I'm praying and nothing seems to be happening. Well, sometimes that higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, places you where you can't go any lower because you've been making wrong choices. You've been thinking the wrong way. Your belief system is out of whack. So sometimes the the answer is, okay, I'm going to answer your prayers, but you're going to have to start all over again, rock bottom. And then you work your way up with a, a healthier mindset, a healthier belief system, a healthier thought process. And um, it doesn't take as long as you think because once you could admit that you are the only problem that you will ever have, once you could admit that you truly are the creator of your success and happiness, life becomes easier. And it's not going to take as much time as you think to get back on track again. It, it, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world, but I'm saying it can be done. Hello. Hello, Deb. Hello, Steve Rizzo. <laughs> How are you? Good to be here. Oh, it's good to have you here. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was, you know, since you've been on the show, there's uh, more epivescence, might I say. Hello. I yeah. like the word. I, I like don't know what it means, that. but I, I heard it was a good word. So, well, you know, Steve, it, it, some people have a, a more of an ability to try to look at the bright side, and some people innately just can't do it. And it takes people, maybe even in your industry of being a comedian, to help people laugh through things, just like you did for your brother's eulogy. Yeah. You added humor and you laughed about things. And it was so funny to me that. Before he passed away, what did he tell you that made me laugh so hard? And then what did you do? <laughs> my uh, my um, my nephew and my niece went up to him a couple of weeks before he passed away. And uh, 
he said, they said, Dad, we, we really want Uncle Steve to do the eulogy. And his immediate response was, you tell him, I said, five minutes, okay? Five minutes, you know him. If he sees a stage or a platform, he won't shut the fuck up. Five minutes, I'm telling him. Tell him I might be dead, but I could hear him and I could see him. I'm going to haunt you if you go over five minutes. So how many minutes did you go? Um, I did about 40 minutes, 30 minutes to 40 minutes. I mean, what was he going to say to me? He was gone. He may haunt you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I even said, I even said, I said, well, uh, um, in honor of my brother uh, saying five minutes, uh, and I looked at the at the coffin and I said, I'm going to do an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Just to off. <laughs> You're rotten. Yeah. You know, but still, you being in a place of sadness and grief, being able to say, he's still with me in spirit. I'll always have his memories. I'm yep. going to try to find humor my humor being yep. and get through this and help the other people too by laughing yeah you know that's another thing too folks if you feel like your life isn't working and you know you really feel like you're going towards rock bottom or you feel that you're there one of the things that could really help your uh your psyche tremendously is uh to do something for somebody help other people um that's that's a, an incredibly uplifting feeling well, when you can do that, because and I'm sure everyone knows someone that's going through a tough time. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And when you can do that, you just feel a little bit better, like there's a little bit more hope in the world. Life can be tough. And I think people need to know that at the very beginning. You know, um, nothing is certain in life. I've always said the only thing that's certain in life is uncertainty. And the thing that's constant in uncertainty, that there is always a way to deal with adversity, always. And if you don't say that there is, then you're right in your world. It may not be true, but if you believe that's true, that's all that matters in your world. So no matter what it is you're going through, there's always something you can that you can cling on to. There's always someone you can go to. There's always some kind of help. And again, I'm not making light of people's situations because some people are going through some really tough stuff. But I honestly believe like what I said earlier, be, um, I really think that Rock bottom is, in, in many cases, a blessing in disguise because people pray and they get very frustrated that God isn't answering my prayers mm -hmm. because they expect the prayer to be answered according to the way they want it to be answered mm -hmm. from what they know. Answered prayers can come from anywhere in any form in any shape at any time. And sometimes I believe it's the universe's way or God's way of saying Here's the answer to your prayer. You're gonna, you're going to have to hit rock bottom. And the good news is that you can't go any further. You can't go any lower. You can die, or you could start working your way back up. Admit that part of this was on you, whether it's your thought process or you did something wrong. Let's just say you had financial disaster, and it's because you screwed up, like I had a while back ago. I lost almost everything, and I hit rock bottom. And, and uh, it was that time when I hit rock bottom where I just said, what am I going to do? And it was my brother that said, well, what you're going to do is get up off your ass, stop whining, and do something about it. You, you made that money before, you can do it again. Yeah. Well, now I could have said, I could have said, yeah, but you know, it took me that long that I didn't do that. Something really clicked. And uh, that's what I focused on. I focused on my assets. I focused on what was working. Um, I, I did a, a lot of meditating. I prayed a lot. 
And I shifted my mindset by shifting my way of thinking. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of people, I mean, you know, there's always different scenarios. So, you know, it can be with health. People hit rock bottom because they find out they have, you know, a disease or someone has hit rock bottom because the love of their life passed away or someone hit rock bottom because they can't pay their bills and they're broke. And there's all these different reasons why people feel like they and have hit rock bottom. But do you find, you know, as you've lived through all of these things and knowing people and seeing situations over the years, that there are some people who have to hit rock bottom before they actually do something for themselves to live a more productive, better life. Absolutely. Hitting rock bottom quite often, I would say all the time, is the first step to its its awareness. And some people don't find themselves at the bottom because they catch themselves before they fully fall and build their way up. Absolutely. So for the people who, and you you and I kind of talked about, hey, the show's going to be rock bottom, hit rock bottom. And there are so many people that have gone through so much stuff that it is just listening to it hurts my heart, like makes me feel awful as I know you feel the same way for people, that empathy. But it doesn't have to be necessarily something really super traumatic and awful. A lot of people, you know, it's relative to what people can handle too. Yes. Like in someone else's world, Hitting rock bottom may be far less than a disease or the loss of someone. It could be, you know, I am having the absolute worst day. You know, someone that I care about broke up with me. I lost my credit card. My phone broke, you know, whatever. And they may feel like, oh, my God, I don't think I'm going to get through this day. And, you know, my, my thoughts on that are I have compassion for the person who has that really bad day that feels like I've hit rock bottom today for today for today and I'm hoping that I can come out of it or not continue to spiral down. Yeah. No, I just feel like we can't be judgmental on what people consider rock bottom. Yeah, well I I think that's that's a great point because yeah, rock bottom doesn't necessarily mean it's your whole life. Rock bottom could mean it's you had a bad week yeah you had a bad week and and then you know you, you it's friday and then you think the weekend you're gonna have some peace and then all of a sudden your car doesn't start or or you get into a bit of an accident or, and then you just go what else could possibly happen and of course the universe will answer you okay i'll show you you know and it's not that. yeah i know but i think you just have to be i think a problem that most people have is that they think life is supposed to work your way every single day and it's it's not that's not why we're here on this planet everything's not supposed to go your way all the time it's there are supposed to be challenges challenges a blessing without challenges without adversity and or even extreme adversity hitting rock bottom you wouldn't know what good times mean you wouldn't know what happiness means because that's the dichotomy of life yeah. It's hard to think of. It's hard to think of it that way when you're like, if, if you're really low, yeah. it's difficult to think of it that way. But so every person that you talk to that have hit rock bottom and made it back will say, wow, I, that was a lesson. 
I learned so much during that time of being so little yep. and broken. Yep. Yeah. My, my biggest challenges, the things that I had the most difficult time with in my life have become my greatest blessings without a doubt. And, and the biggest one of all, it wasn't the financial thing. Well, you know, I, of course you can make that back and I did and then I lost it again and I made it back, but, um, I had a hell of a life. Um, <laughs> But when I got I divorced, we've been living in Vegas or something. I lost it and I want it back, but I lost it. I want it back. I know it definitely something wrong. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I know. Um, but but you know it, it's they become my greatest blessings. You know when I got divorced, that was the that was the biggest. I mean, I went below. I thought I was going below bottom. As a matter of fact, I think you know this. I I and it says it in my book. Yeah. Um. I, I got up one morning and, and, and said to my wife, I can't do this anywhere after 30 some odd years of marriage. And then I, I hit her again a week later and said, I'm leaving. She goes, where are you going? I said, I'm moving to California. I couldn't even believe I said that. Mm-hmm. I was so messed up. I just had to get my shit together that I, something said, go to California. And, and it was hitting that point, that rock bottom and going there where I, I started facing my demon, so to speak, and what was wrong. It wasn't easy. It was pretty much heart wrenching, but um, I started gradually putting the pieces together and found out who I really am, why I left. I asked myself a lot of questions, and the answers eventually came. And um, I couldn't be in a better place right now. And that's empowerment. When you can go through the toughest times of your life and then wake up in the morning and bless the things that life has given you. And be grateful for what you have, even your challenges, because that's what empowers you. Um, that That's a gift. And that's really why we're here. So do you feel like just recently you have felt like you're making your way back up from rock bottom? Or when did that come? Yes, just recently. Just recently. That's how long it took. Because I couldn't get rid of the guilt factor. Okay. My wife is a wonderful person. She was doing, I mean, everyone was going, you, you left her. Are you insane? And, uh, and you said, I, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, when I moved to California, as it says in the book, I, I know what it's like to go out of my mind. Yeah. I know what it's like to go out of your mind. I went out of my mind. If anyone would have heard me on Venice Beach at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, cursing at God, you, you would have called 911. You know, you would have just said, look at this, a maniac on the beach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was heart wrenching, but I needed to let that out, apparently. And that's when, that's when, um, that after I let that out and I got up from the sand and I took a step and I said to myself, what the hell, what's wrong with me and what am I doing here? And uh, I heard a voice in, within me say, you know why you're here and you know what's wrong. You're just too caught up in your own drama to find the answer. And that's when I just said, well, what was that and who was that? And I knew it was a higher part of me. It was a God part of me that I called Bob talking to me. And then I asked another question. Then another answer came. Then another question. Then another answer. I said, what's going on? I went to my uh, apartment in Marina Del Rey. I took out my laptop, asked another question. I was there for hours. And that's when I realized I was having a conversation with God. And that was my comeback, but it took me years to really get over everything. Yeah. And, you know, do we really ever get over things or we just, we reevaluate, learn from it and move on? I mean, you know, what does get over things mean? I I think it means when you learn from it and you could admit 
that it was your choice or maybe your fault or mm-hmm. in, in, in my case, the guilt went away when I realized it wasn't my fault. It was no one's fault. It's not right or wrong. It's about advantages and disadvantages. It's about making peace with yourself. And, and, and you know, in talking with you, you know what I found out about myself as a result of that. I spent significant time by myself, wasn't dating anyone for a while, didn't want to, wasn't interested in it. I just needed time to myself and, and I got to enjoy that. And a lot of old shit started coming up, which those things, that, that toxic past, started coming up again and controlling my life. And that's when I realized that that it was that stuff that was eating away at me. And once I came to the conclusion that that's what it was, I said, you can't do this to me anymore and I won't allow it. And it's that awareness. As soon as you become aware of what's happening to you and what you're doing to yourself, awareness is the key that sets you free. It is, but it's so tough. Oh, yeah. That's why I think people do get stuck because when you hear that inner voice, Yep. Your inner, your higher being, God, you hear that voice, like your intuition, your you, your higher, like you said, are we going to listen yeah. and do something about it? Because right. it's tough. Oh, it's very tough. Finding things about yourself that isn't great, isn't fun to fix either. Yeah. Oh, it's not fun. But, but life isn't, again, life is not supposed to be easy. It's what you make of it. Well, folks, we got to wrap this up. That's our folks. The bottom line is focus on what's working. Bless the things that life has given you. It's there. Sometimes you got to dig deep. Um, appreciate what you have rather than fixating on what you don't have. It's. I'm not saying it's easy. This this is not a Pollyanna-ish point of view. It, it does work. We have. It's part of the human condition to make challenging times worse than what it has to be. Mm. Um, and we we don't need to do that sometimes. So, um, Sometimes, all the times. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and if you really want to help yourself, this book can help conversations with Bob. Bob is God. I really didn't write this book by myself. Uh, Bob, God guided me through the whole thing. It took me seven years, seven years to write. And, um, there are so many other books out there that you can read. The more you focus on stuff like this, that lifts your spirits, the more, the universe throws stuff your way and uh it's it's the best way to bounce back when you hit rock bottom love you all folks talk to you later